been Marley Woods? It could be. Does his family own Marley Woods? Could I have Marley Woods in an origin, please? No, you can't, because it's supposed to be a secret. Oh, can you use it in a sentence, please? Marley Woods technically doesn't exist. Well, like Marley and me Woods, it's just like full of It's just full like of dogs. dogs. Marley and me. Dogs running around mm -hmm. with their owners. Yeah. Oh. Like a dog park. So it's a dog park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We so, have aliens. And Bigfoots? Sure. There's no Bigfoots there. There is two. There no animal. way. They said there was. No way. So there is no Marley Woods, so why are we doing this episode? I don't know, because somebody said we should do an episode on Marley Woods. <laughs> oh my god, I'm never going to hear this one <laughs> the same person that did that episode about... Uh, 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 crime scene crime cleaning? Scene cleaning. Yeah. That happens to be, what, third on our list? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't, I haven't checked... <laughs> You said it moved up in rankings that you were it surprised. It did. Like, I was shocked at how many listens it did have. Because there's a lot of creepy people out there who want to know about creepy jobs that people do. I thought, well. Probably a bunch of creepy serial killers listening, like, hey, can we get some tips? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> get the specifics on how to do this. Why is there a spike? <laughs> As the girl screams from the basement. <laughs> what do you do for a job? Well, I'm a side serial killer, <laughs> but during the day, I'm a crime scene cleaner. <laughs> With Dexter. Oh, yeah, that's right, Dexter. Yeah. We should send Dexter into the Marley Woods. He wouldn't be able to find it because it doesn't exist. Why do you keep saying it doesn't exist? Because it's made up. It Marley is, Woods is made up. It's a fake name. It is a fake name. He did that just so people would go and try to look for it, and it would throw him off the trail. I've heard other shows say that it's real. Well, the it's, area is real, but it's not really a wooded area. Marley Woods is not a real thing. It's yep. like a triangle of different areas. Right. That he just named Marley Woods. But what did he get out of it? I don't know. Attention. Yeah, but what, I mean, it's not like you're going to get money. Well, back when he, this was going on, it was in the big paranormal boom. He probably was 2008. Trying. He's written books and 2006. been that on was, some shows because of it. That was the prime time. All right. So I guess... We've started our show. Oh, what show is that? <laughs> <laughs> it is the exciting, brand new. New season? New season. That's why we've been gone so long. Yep. We had to, uh, what did you say, Allison? We had to recover from our loss. Yeah. Um, we did not win podcast of the year. Yeah, we did. We did? In our heads, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't. We Everyone didn't. gets a trophy. Oh, uh, participation trophies. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is Parababble. And we've, uh, the best podcast in the paranormal field. All things paranormal. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a spot. Maybe we get a sponsorship out well, of Well, I really don't care because we lost to a show that hadn't done an episode in 10 months. So. That's even more messed up. I, I know. It was longer than that, wasn't it? It was like two years. It might have been. <laughs> Maybe it's just the same three episodes they keep throwing up there every once in a while. So they basically just maybe took a friend? Yeah. We are going to start having some sponsors this season, though. Oh. Yeah. Demon Diapers signed up to be one of our sponsors. Demon so Diapers, yep. You'll be hearing some spots from them later on. And, um, you know, some other. We're getting some sponsors. Yep. We got our salespeople out there working hard. Yeah. It's horrible. Yes. So we are Parababble. <laughs> and we are back in action. Not that we ever went away, but we uh, we like to take our time and really put our shows together. Yeah, sure. We could say that. Yeah. I think so. When was the last episode? 
Well, it's been a while. Yeah. But our our, our uh, faithful fans, they, they hang on. They well, listen. Well, it's the summertime. Well, it's yeah, summer. Not too long. I mean, I went to Ireland. Yep. So, no demons yeah. came back yeah. with her. Allison got kidnapped by a leprechaun, so. Mm-hmm. I thought it was more like fairies eating at her ankles, but, you know. Oh, my God. So you want to hear it? No, I'm not going to sidetrack ours. I'll tell you We'll sidetrack it later. That's Jeff what will, we do. Jeff will sidetrack it. I just right, have Jeff? to remind myself because that. Sidetrack. Allison's writing sidetrack. I'm writing fairy fairies. story because that reminded me of something that <laughs> happened on a tour. Yeah, but I'll tell you guys later. Okay. So the listeners are going to be upset that they didn't hear the fairy story. Oh, well, they can. We'll forget. They, if they send us a message on Facebook, then I'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll do the fairy episode next time. Fairy yeah. episode. It's very fairy. Okay, so we are Babble, and I am Jeff. We have Rob and Allison here, and we're going to tackle something that's not real. Oh, wait. As we do every week. (laughs) (laughs) It's never real. It's as real as Japanese bathroom demons. Those are real. Yeah, you know, I did hear, uh, I got an email about that, so we might be able to uh, get a sponsorship out of that, too. Oh, there you go. Rob, that's... Suku, Saki, toilet paper? Oh, yeah, Definitely. But um, we're gonna we're gonna do a topic today that I actually instigated through hearing other people talk about it, and it's called the uh, Marley Woods. And for all of you out there that have actually listened to our show and the um, Skinwalker episodes and stuff like that, this kind of follows in the f- same footsteps. Instead of the Midwest, we're on the East Coast, and this is happening kind of like in a triangular area. Where is it taking place, Allison? Where was that uh, state? It's a secret. It's in Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Okay. As I was if like, you, I'm sorry. If you want to know the exact location of it, you can go on the Missouri Investigators Group website. It's a ufomig.yolasite.com. Ufomig.yolasite.com. They have a map, a Google map. Mm-hmm. With um, all the different hot spots pin dropped, oh. so you can check it out if you want to know so we're down, the exact area. So we're down in the south a little bit there. It's probably where they lure in people that want to go ghost hunting to kidnap them and kill them. No, that doesn't happen. Don't give us a bad name. So when I had to look into this Marley Woods nonsense, oh boy, <laughs> Allison's upset already. The only cool thing about it was that it had an alien crash landing there that happened before Roswell. And that was the only thing that I thought was interesting about this. Very so. They did it first. They They did did do it first. 1941, actually. Hmm. Now, could that have been, like, something else? I mean, do we have any proof? Was it... Why wasn't it as big as um, Roswell? I think my question would be... Which is an interesting question, but I also had an even more interesting question. Oh, question with a question. Why don't alien crashes happen anymore? Because they're faked. The last alien crash happened in, like, the 1980s or very early 90s, and there's been, like, no alien crashes since then. Because the government technology's gotten better, and we're not crashing our ships? Oh, so it's not really aliens? Oh, but aliens. Are the aliens gotten smarter? Yeah, well, that's actually something I heard when I was trying to listen to an interview with Ted Phillips this time. Ted this Phillips, who is this guy? I, some guy. Um, but he was talking about, we'll get into who he is, but uh, he was kind of going over a theory that he had that alien spacecraft may have evolved to the point where it's not like a physical flying saucer. 
he thinks that those balls of light that you see in places that have like giant paranormal hotspots like Marley Woods or Skinwalker Ranch or the Bridgewater Triangle, they're some kind of sentient so, spacecraft that's evolved beyond anything like we could think of. But and that's why they can move around a little quicker and get around. Well, if you if you reference like the stories with Skin Skinwalker Ranch and those blue orbs or meanies or whatever that were getting around, people would have a certain reaction uh, of fear and paranoia that would come over them when that was around. And there's you no know, testimony saying that, hey, this was outside, this is what's going on. And it, it you knew it was something different different there. It was radiating all this, like, different feelings. So if that's the case, you know, and you can tie this into Marley Woods too, if that's the whole idea, um, people that get abducted, is it, a, it, you know, it's always, it almost seems like it's in their mind, you know, and they see things and then they come out of it and then they have to go through some retrogression and stuff to get to those places again. So it's not like they, uh, like E.T. where something physically lands on the planet, walks in the door, scoop, scoop, you float out the door. It's all, it's your men, uh, uh, mental stability with it. So if that's the case with Marley Woods down there, you know, maybe they're onto something with that idea. Yeah. It's like an evolution of alien spacecraft. Well, if it's an evolution, do you think the space... space uh, I'm having a hard time tonight. Spacecrafts are disappearing, and they're using that, that technology now that is... Yeah, it's like it's like how we evolve. Zipping with around like a, you know, yeah. a ball. Yeah, and even if, you know, it's not as big, like maybe they don't have to work by the same laws of physics that we do. Right. They are aliens. Aliens. There's an alien at the door. Yep. So did you guys find any information about this crash out? Not too much. I don't even, um, you know, I think you came up with the most of it in that 1941. 1941, Cape Giagardu? Giagardu? I don't know, G-I-R-A-R-D-E-A-U, in Missouri. So UFO crash lands there. Um, Basically, the story came to light because this woman named Charlotte Mann tells this guy named Leo Stringfield about a deathbed confessional from her grandmother, who was married to this Reverend William Hoffman. Mm. So Hoffman claimed that he had been picked up um, and taken to the crash site. He was a reverend for the Red Star Baptist Church in the area there. And they told him that there was a crash and that he had to come and give last rites basically to the victims. So they pick him up, they put him in this car, they drive him 10, 15 miles away. It's at night, like 9, 9.30 at night. Um, so he gets there and there's FBI, like FBI people, there's firefighters, there's photographers. I mean, it's like a pretty major scene. And he sees like this big silvery like disc thing crashed into the ground parts of it are on fire so he supposedly walks over and looks inside of it and sees like hieroglyphic type writing mm -hmm. um, and then there's three bodies and he described them as like your typical grays that people always talk about so four foot okay. tall skinny big head very small mm. mouth nose areas um, and he gave these three bodies last rites. 
He supposedly was sworn to secrecy by the military people that were there. But, of course, it was too big of a secret to keep. So he told his wife and his sons. um, And it had stayed a family secret until 1984 when his wife told her granddaughter, Charlotte. So supposedly a photo also existed. This Garland D. Fraunabager gave it to Hoffman. And the photo supposedly showed a dead alien being held up by two guys. But no one has actually seen the photo since. No one Mm. knows what happened to it. So that's kind of the first documented thing that took place that was UFO-related in this supposed Marley Woods area. So that's just weird to me, the whole thing. Like, why would you call in a reverend to give some aliens last rites? Well, well it's, it's 1941. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they probably had no idea what they were looking at if this really did take place, because this is even before Roswell. So this very, I mean, really, it could have been like the first time any of this stuff happened. And their only reaction is to bless themselves because you go down south. Religion is a very, very important part of their culture. So if something is foreign like that, you might have to say, you know what, Uh, this doesn't look right. Maybe we don't need to bless this shit, you know, and then we'll hold it up for, you know, a photo shoot. It's an abomination. (laughs) It's abomination. And I get how I could picture them, like, holding up their deer when you go hunting. I'm just picturing them holding up a gray in between them going, (laughs) you know. Um, Again, you know, you have to go back to that other point of, you don't hear a lot of government interaction in this. There was no government really like bombarding them like they did in Roswell. And I don't know if something happened between 41 and Roswell that made it where they had to come in say, hey, you know what, we missed out on this one. Uh, let's go over here, this is pretty big. Or it just happened to be the right time, the right place, and all of a sudden, this is the first testimony. And, you know, do we have you go you look at these caves and um all these tribes and cave cavemen that you find that have all these drawings of flying saucers you know they've done it up with their paint on the walls and stuff what resemble that so you know they're seeing that in the sky so you know obviously 41 is that's kind of big um because they're saying it physically was on this planet it's something that you know earth hasn't seen or the u.s hasn't seen and now it's just kind of given verification to what, you know, man was finding in these caves. And then I, I would say there was probably more in between 41 and 48 that went, you know, just didn't get reported. But for some reason, Roswell just, it was, it was just a, a symphony of everything. But, you know, who, who are we to? Because this, this Ted Phillips... Ugh, yeah. What? Hmm? I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't like him. <laughs> um, he reminded guy, me of all the ghost hunters that, like, lock down locations and don't let anybody else come and investigate it. Well, it's my it's my stuff, and it's my ball, and I'll take it and go play if you don't like it. He was kind of like the definition of that from what I heard, but it's... So the actual place, was it someone's actual private property? It's between three different landowners that all of this stuff supposedly took place because it's been, like, a hotbed ever since then. So people have always seen lights and 
orbs and all kinds of things. Yeah, but are you rolling up there. on these guys, these guys' private property if it's in between them? He rolled up on their property and basically convinced these three landowners not to talk to anybody except him. So it kind of reminds me of a um, carnival kind of ringleader. It's like, hey, I got an idea. Uh, let's let's spin this a little bit, and this is how we're going to work it. Because I know going going through this, the end of this, kind of you go, uh, it's all fake bullshit. Well, I think what really burned me up about him is that he claims to be like this expert on physical trace evidence, and yes. physical trace research. That's what his but job. But in 30 years, he never once produced any evidence to show anyone. You would think that he would, right? Well, you would think so. If he had all of this at his disposal and he was researching it for 30-plus years, you'd think he would have stuff to share. Right. And you look at Roswell. At least there's pictures. At least, <laughs> even if those pictures were faked or anything like that, like, you know, the weather balloon material that, you know, you crumple up or, you know, they had they had people in, in the pictures. They had interviews of people. And there's, there's stories that have been told that... You know, they weren't supposed to talk about this stuff. So there was a lot of stuff that ended up in the press. Is where this, where it, it, like you said, if he's a trace researcher and this guy was about keeping it to himself and controlling what comes out and in on this information, you would think there would be more out there. I mean, or he would say, hey, here's a little sample. Here's this picture. Right. Something to say, hey, and at least people could go, you know what, that's fake. Well, MUFON backed him. And I don't even understand that because they're supposed to be like the end-all, be-all authority on all things UFO. Yes. And they supposedly take it very seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they... There's an alien crashing. They <laughs> have all of these investigators on their roster. They do all this research. They have these big conventions. And they just like let this guy keep saying all this stuff without producing any bit of evidence well, for years and years and years. Okay, there's two ways to look at that, I think. Um, so they let this guy do that, and he keeps, you know, saying, saying, saying. You know, it only benefits MUFON to put him in there as one of the stories to build their community. And the other part of that is how many cases of MUFON um, investigated where they have really nothing? It's your word... And the lights came down here in a couple testimonies. Yeah, but I think that the reason for that is because they're taking down things that are being reported to them, right? Exactly. Eyewitness accounts. Yes. This is a guy who has a location that supposedly is active, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what he claims. He that's sees he all this stuff all this time. Yeah. If he had that knowledge and that firsthand experience, it's not just him saying this is what's happening. At any point... Other people could have come in and witnessed the same exact thing that he's been saying exists there. Right. But because he wouldn't let anyone, it's like, is it really just about not contaminating the site? Is it really just about, you know, making sure it doesn't get overrun with crazy UFO mm -hmm. people? Or is he really full of crap? Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on this one. Well, I, I think what would kind of answer that question is if he had a gift shop. <laughs> well, he did start charging. He made money off of it. Okay, then. Because here's my thing. This isn't like it's happened like in the 60s, like the Mothman, mm -hmm. where, you know, technology with cameras and whatnot was scarce. This is, we're talking like 2008 to 2012. Mm -hmm. You had cameras back then. He started investigating, we were... I think, in 1998. 
Okay, yeah. So there you go. I mean, we were doing stuff back in 08 to, to 2012, so I know what was available. Right. <laughs> and it's like, you know, if, if I was in a place that was that active at all times, I would have a boatload of evidence. Right. You don't have to put it all out there, but put something out there. I would be putting stuff out there. Especially when people are calling you out on the fact that you mm-hmm. don't have any. Yeah. And yeah, if you're supposed depending. to be this like physical trace research specialist dude, that that's what your focus is. And you've got all these things occurring, cattle mutilations, you know, burnout rings from where supposed things have landed, all, you know, trails, all these different things that he supposedly said that he was doing all this research on. Not a single photo. Yeah. Not a, not a single video video of anything because if that's my backyard guess what i'm doing 24 7 right i'm having cameras whatever the best technology is back in 41 i'm gonna have that sitting out there even if it's crappy videotape like you know we are we're already past the silent movie era where they they have movie cameras not even 41 we're talking like 08 to 12 when this ted phillips guy was researching it Uh, well yeah okay i'm sorry I, i was jumping back in my head there um, yeah, there's plenty of technology. It might not have been the best. Yeah. But it's good enough to capture footage. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, there are a holes out there that I'm going to rip it apart. But, you know, if it's real, you got nothing to worry about. Right. And this is this is this is pointed in a triangle. So, his other two neighbors are part of this. Mhm. Where where are those two guys in the story? It's not even his property. It's three separate people that own the land. None of which are him. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not his property. He found so, out that all of this stuff was going on, and he basically went to all three of the landowners and was like, don't talk to anybody. Okay, so he became a mouthpiece for it. Yeah, I'm going to keep the, everybody out of here. I'm not going to let this turn into a circus. I'm surprised that then those, those three property owners didn't say, screw you. You're making this money off. I'm not getting anything out of it, if that's the case. And they just didn't come out together and say, you know what? This is all crap. This guy, you know, something odd happened. Okay. And he says, hey. And the next thing you know, these, these stories are being made up. The only thing I could think of, and I would hope he would have clearly explained this, is if these property owners had him do some sort of confidentiality thing where he they didn't want photos or videos released out there because they were worried that it would be, you know, anyone would like recognize their property somehow. But and then, then come out and say that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said I hope he would be clear about that. And he anything to help his case. Mm-hmm. If he's not going to show evidence, everything else should be all a mouthpiece to, sh- to to at least try to, if it is true, say, hey, look, this is going on. This is going on. You know. But like any normal person, would be like, well, it's show me, show me. Well, this is what I think is interesting is that since the location's been released, anybody can go there, right? Yep. I mean, it's private property. You take the risk of getting booted off but i'm sure there's roads that you could visit you know see things even from. be close to it i mean you don't it just, it's not like there's, there's stories of people in cars with orbs coming up to past the windows and right and, that, and that's in the 80s 89 88 i mean uh, they had a couple sitting um sitting uh where's the, where's the story, where's the story i was going to give you the one uh family of three were watching tv and they had one of those um tv stereo stands and it cracked in half, and they heard this loud noise outside, and they ran outside, and there was a, a pickup truck with no motor in it. It was moved 12 feet in the dirt, and they don't—they can't explain how that picked up and moved 
they could see where it moved to. So, I mean, there was definitely different people, different couples talking about things going on in this property. So if it was hoaxed, there's a lot of different things that just don't add up in this because all these reports, you you can't buy off people like that to just say, hey, let's push this, let's push this, let's push this, but we're not going to show you anything. We're not going to give you any evidence. We're just going to make up all these stories. So maybe there was something going on there. Maybe it wasn't as big as what he thought it was or that whole thing and they turn around and they went down there and you know people had stuff happen had experiences on this this these properties and again you don't have to be on their property to be on private property you could sit outside you know 30 30 yards from where the the property line is and you could probably still see stuff happening so i don't know i i i I, i'm on the fence with this guy i think he he saw a way to get involved with the whole movement Yet, I don't think he could back it up. But then again, he's got, or they got different stories happening on these properties. You know, these people that are seeing orbs and balls, um, you know, they said they saw a, a set of orbs, like two glowing balls heading together, and this couple hit the dirt because they thought they were going to hit together and collide and explode. I mean, you just don't make that up, I don't think. I mean. Yeah, but who's the couple? You know what I we mean? We don't know. That's the whole thing that gets me with these kinds of stories. Is it's like these anonymous people, anonymous faces to things. It's like nowadays especially, it's so commonplace to talk about things like alien abduction and seeing UFOs mm-hmm. yep. that there's no there's no stigma really attached to it like there would have been in the 40s and 50s. So right. what's to prevent people from coming out and saying, that was me, that happened to me? You're right. And in today's world, too, everybody, you know, even back in 2008 and going forward, even in the 80s and 90s, people will always seek fame. Most of them will always seek fame. And now with the technology at our fingertips, even back then, to take a video on a phone or just pick up a little video camera, if you know that's what you're doing, you're doing it for, A, your own reasoning, but, hey, I'm going to show people this. I mean, I think it's just human nature to go out and if we were out doing something and I caught this really like cool like thing happening in the sky, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to show you guys. Right. I'm going to show my family. I'm going to show my friends and be like, hey, guess what I got? And then you know what? I'm going to post it on Facebook. Why not? Everybody does that. So to seek, to see, I think somewhere the, the human nature is when they find stuff that's extraordinary that hasn't been really defined one way or another, they're going to put it out there. And you're exactly right when it comes to that that whole idea of, you know, where where is all this happening? Why isn't there more like footage? I, I have a problem believing in a lot of this stuff, but like Travis Walton is a good example. You yeah. know, he stands by his story. Yeah. He has other people that can collaborate that he missed time, that they didn't know where he was. You know, he never backed down from the claims that he made. He put it out there. And to me, that's almost like you have to trust an account like that more because he he went public with it. He wasn't some anonymous face mm-hmm. that just gave an account of what happened to him mm-hmm. so that we could, you know, do some research and find out about it 10 years later. You know, it's like you can talk to him about it. He does 
you know, he gives talks, he goes to conventions, he's mm -hmm. written his book, you know, there's been all these things that it's like, I, I can't lend credibility to these anonymous kinds of mm -hmm. witness statements. It's just one guy saying like, hey, this person had this happen to them and that person had that right. happen to them. Right. And if you're, you know, like any good detective would be like, um, nope, doesn't jive. Like, like you need. Like who is this person? Right. Yeah, and, and, and to use Travis as that example again, he's stuck by this story. It hasn't changed. It hasn't swayed. And what is it, 30, 40 years later? He is still out there giving that lecture, but you know what? He also has a job. He goes to work every day. He's not living off the story. Right. He goes out there and tells the stories because people want to hear this. And let's face it, that's a, a just a whole thing. If that happened to any one of us, I don't think we can understand them, them shoes to be in. And if people are clamoring because we have no, you know, no definite answer to is there aliens do we get abducted is it sleep paralysis is it this is it that you know uh ghosts is there a heaven is there a hell we do not those are the questions we do not have answers to 100 percent. so there's always going to be people out there who want to hear about it and understand that and we all not all of us but most of us who get into this we follow it and we will analyze the crap out of it until it's you know bare bones and if people are standing by it and like he's given his testimony great but like you said on this, this is the, the marley woods and I'm, i would imagine this is anywhere else if it's the same type of documentation just happening you know all right you know it's like we do when we ghost hunt we we trust each other enough to verify it mm -hmm. you know we back each other up if there's if there's two of us and one there i we could say oh this happened one of us might not have heard it, but the other, and maybe another time someone does, I said, you know what, well, we can verify it. That table moved, or we heard something that was that. That works, but like you're saying, I have all these these different couples here, um, and kids, just stories, just stories. Right, but this, this guy had the ability to document some of this stuff in a way that would have been a lot harder to dispute, and it's like, well, why didn't he do it? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Because if you give a definite, definitive answer to this, then you're going to have to prove it. So without giving that definitive answer, guess what? It'll keep the story alive. Is it just an attention seeker? Well, that's what I think, you know, comes down to the discussion piece of it, because what was his motive? If he was really a researcher that he claims to be, then the biggest high you could have as a researcher is to find proof. Exactly. Right. right. You want to be that first person. He gave lectures and wrote books and consulted on TV shows about how he had all these firsthand accounts. But where was his camera? Where was his camcorder? Where was anything? It's as credible as if any one of us made up a crazy right. paranormal story and just took it out there and... And if it was nothing to back it up with. If this was such a hotbed, then when people started finding out about the location and going and mm -hmm. being there, nobody's come out with anything. It's true. So, so again, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence. I, I just don't know if this guy, you know, he put all the pieces in the right places to you, make a story. Did you watch an interview with him? No, I was listening to one with him. I and watched. When he was on Coast to Coast. I don't remember what it was on. 
I was watching an interview with him, but that mm-hmm. was a while back. He gave a bunch of interviews on Coast to Coast, which is really how like this whole thing, thing got, came out. Right. But I you know, don't know. So this Ted Phillips is a character. Um, if you want to go visit, I guess you can. Well, I think that's the thing. Like everyone knows where it is. Like go out and see for yourself. Don't listen yeah. to some rando that was like if no one else is allowed to go because it can't be contaminated but then he starts the the what was it the center for physical trace research yeah he's the director of it of course he is it's probably just him it's the ted phillips Uh, you know i want to get back to these couples because um like i said this couple saw two orbs coming together and they they were going to smash together so they ducked down and they thought they were going to explode, and the two just hit together and disappeared. Again, there's really no names to that. Uh, in 88, a couple reported seeing a UFO with several illuminated windows shot a light out towards the ground from underneath of the, the ship, and it says they found imprints. Okay, again, you know. In 89, children playing on a trampoline were frightened by a, a glowing white object um, that hovered in the trees. Uh, trees died a week later. Uh, okay, but but see the one that you just talked about specifically with the lights and like the, the illumination, the traces of something being there. Who did they report that to? Because if they called the police, you'd know who they were, right? Right. Mm-hmm. There'd be a police report. There'd be something that said that this is what they reported. So like, who did they even tell that it just ended up? Did they, did uh, did there was Phillips like hey come over to the property you know and people were going there and he like poked around town looking for he said hey come on in or people wanted to do that and they came in and said well, when you're done if we got any story like when you go to some of these um uh, haunted mansions do you have any stories that I can put in my book <laughs> well yeah but the, and, and that's exactly kind of how it plays out it, tell us about your experience after you go through the asylum and let us know what you got. Because we like to, you know, keep notes and we learn about the evidence or we put, try to put things together. Okay, so why aren't the, maybe these people are the same people. Hey, write your notes down with it and you go with it. And then the next thing you know, this is how they're building their story base. Yeah. And it's very vague. There's so many stories, though, coming from so many different people. Like at the end of you accounting that story, mm-hmm. you ask them, okay, um, can you sign a waiver so we can tell your story or do you want to be anonymous? And I find it hard to believe that every single person was, like, anonymous. Well, it's like the whole thing with Skinwalker Ranch, too. Like, supposedly, all this stuff goes on there. It's such a hotbed. There's so many things happening. But no one's allowed to go there, and the people that are allowed to go there don't ever come back with any evidence. Well, when Bigelow's team went in there, and that's what I was going to say that a little earlier, when um, Bob Bigelow's team went in there and they brought in all the um, scientists and the engineers and stuff, they set cameras up. They had cameras rolling 24-7 on that property for three, four months straight. And that's his that's his that's his privacy stuff. I mean, he owns it. And George Knapp, who was, you know, part of this whole storyline going out there, and that's how that book, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, came out. Um he the the question if you watch him on videos and stuff, and even in the book, is will Bigelow ever release the information? You know, in the videos that they have caught, I mean, Nap's seen stuff there. Uh, these people have seen stuff, and it's just not like 
Joe Schmo out there. They have a team out there of investigators and scientists. So, again, why would you hold that information? Right, especially because if it is definitive, you could answer a question that no one's been able to answer, right? This is true. Why, why would you not want to do that? Is the government telling you you're not allowed to? I mean, is May, it, well, did that, the men in the black come and visit and say, don't talk about it, otherwise we'll steal your skin? Well, you got to think about that. Maybe he was threatened. Maybe I mean, if he had this information, I the government stepped in. Because this guy's a billionaire. And if the government stepped in and said, hey, you know what? You can't release this stuff because there will be mass hysteria. There will be questions. This place will be overran. It's overran now as it is because people try to get in there because of knowing this story. It's not like he's charging people to come out there and say, hey, walk on the ranch. You know, go through the basin and see what you can find. They did all that documentation. They put it in a book. So if he does release this footage, you know, I mean, what's it going to cause? What's it going to hurt? But that's a good point. I think the government might have stepped in because it's not something small. It's a pretty big story within the community. And if our government has black projects and different things that go on that we don't know about, that's right in their alley. That's that's their, all right, we're going to control this a little bit. Let's not get out of hand. Let's do this. Let's think about this because this, this, and this. So it might never, ever come out. Or, like you said, maybe it's just a pile of hogwash. But there are so many different testimonies to this, this story. Versus, hey, a couple was walking by and a white orb went by. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Cool Who's story. I don't know. <laughs> so back, but back to that Marley Woods. Um, yeah, I don't have a solid. Like I said before, I don't have a solid answer one way or another. I mean... Do, if I have to lean, I'm probably going to lean towards a little more on the hoaxy side of things because there's just too many holes in his story. Right. Yeah. It's almost like did somebody do some research and come across this information that there was a crash there in 1941 and just was like, oh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to say. It's tough because it's almost like he's remixing stories from Skinwalker Ranch and like all these other places. And again, like all these eyewitness accounts with absolutely no names and you think about other crazy things that have happened, like I'm going to bring it back to the Mothman again. You know, you look at every eyewitness from that, there's names. There's people that to this day will go on camera and be like, this is my name, this is what happened way back when. and Right. And They'll tell what happened. I'm, I'm thinking. Well, and that guy, remember, I don't remember offhand what his name was, but he's the one that was supposedly communicating with that alien from like another dimension. Laz, Laz or. Injured cold? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, he went on record to yep. say that yes, he did. this is what happened. I was visited. I had these conversations. It's As like did other people who claim they saw him. Right. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you have stuff like that happen, and it's like, okay, you can't deny that something took place, right? Yeah. Like, there's too many people involved. Yeah, like, I could see some people being like, I don't want my name involved in this, but there's going to be some people that will, when you have that many stories coming out. Yeah, someone will talk. Yeah. Especially if it's legit. Right. <laughs> but you're, you're going to have to file through the legit and the people who who are just seeking fame, mm-hmm. you know, because that's going to happen in any type of situation where you're you're dealing with something that's unique in its own right. And again, it's not like, hey, yeah, I watched them put up a Walmart. You know, I can testify that. No, I watched this ship come huddling down and, you know, from space. So, yeah. OK, you did. Where, when, how? It's, it's something, again, if, if we have any definite answers to any of the stuff that we talk about on our shows or what happens out in our communities, 
this we wouldn't have anything to talk about. We'd be like, all right, we got this answer. What's, well, what's we the talk great about mystery? more important things like I don't know how to deal with poverty and. <laughs> <laughs> That would oh. be such, so boring. <laughs> that would be like real world things that need well, yeah, to yeah. be discussed. It would go from having like two <laughs> listeners to zero. Right. <laughs> but the, the whole idea is uh, people get fixated. And even the people who make the stuff up, like if, if you want to say this, this Ted Phillips made this whole grand scheme up. You know, he very easily could have been one of those people out there listening to somebody else make up a story and go, you know what, I can really capitalize on this. Or maybe there was something that happened, but maybe the hype of everything that he did, he couldn't back up what that was. And that was the other thing I was going to mention, that it only takes one incident of something strange to happen. And you start getting all these people coming into this area and pulling their energies in there. You know, doesn't that go back to the, um, what is it, that Phillips uh, screw experiment or whatever it is? The Phillips experiment? Yeah, I call it the Phillips, the Phillips screw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where they try to, to conjure and use their energy to make something bigger happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, or it just breeds. It's like if you look at the hot spots for where Bigfoot supposedly is, how many people have seen him? Mm-hmm. It's like it started with a, just a couple sightings. Right. And then as word spreads that people have had these sightings, and all of a sudden it skyrockets. And right. then there's a ton of people that are right. coming out so saying, I saw it. Oh, yeah, I saw Bigfoot. Oh, it was that bear. Right. But they don't know But it's the, like but the idea's in your though. head now. The idea's in your right. head now. So if you, if you hear that there's flying saucers mm-hmm. in this one area and you're driving home at night and you see something weird, your first instinct then is going to be, oh, well, that's what the, everybody's been talking about. Right. You automatically cancel out satellites and airplanes. Right. <laughs> okay. Next <laughs> Or stars thing. or planets. Right. So weather balloon. <laughs> weather balloon. So now it's definitely a UFO, which is, <laughs> it it is correct in use of terminology. It's unidentified. But automatically when you see ufo or think ufo you think wow it's an alien okay i saw something that no one else saw you know um i don't think this is worthy of a parababble road trip no i would say no there's definitely other places that bridgeport I would more like to check bridgeport out or triangle yep that yeah. sounds more legit with the same type of stories yeah mm-hmm. you you know it's uh, some of it sounds like Wow, they're on point. Their testimonies are right. This is happening in town. This is not happening. And you get down to certain places, I'll say Marley Woods. It just seems very... We good. need... Parababble needs a big map of the United States and a bunch of pushpins and string. Yes, we need to... We, I think we said last time, like, these we're locating these hotspots that have all these... Right. ...particular forms of activity happening. We have to start mapping them out because I'd be curious mm-hmm. to know if they're on ley lines or if there's, like, something else going on. Okay, so let's just use these three for now. Marley Woods uh, Bridge and um, the, the, the Utah Basin and, um, geez, over in the Midwest as points. And they actually are phenomenon happening there. I mean, are those dimensionals? Are those portal holes? I mean, are we seeing things that are right in front of us, but we're just too skeptical to go, all right, really? because we have no other information based on it other than people's testimonies and maybe some footage out there somewhere. Because if you think about it, none of these, those, we'll just use those three places. Give me, show me the footage. Show me what's going on. Yeah, I can write a book. And guess what? The best way to make someone think and be creative in their head is write a book, put it in words. And what do you do? You automatically turn it in your head and you put an image in your head. Now you're starting to believe into a story. 
you know, I've read the Skinwalker book probably four or five times because I enjoy it that much, and each time I find something different in it, I got this whole place laid out in my head. I know exactly where to go. I know what I would be looking for, you know, on the western skyline, this, that, and everything else. But that's what books can do. I mean, and if you have people like this, this Phillips guy who can put a story together and come out on camera and actually be a, a, a salesman for it, hell, people are going to bite on it. You know, let's face it. How many people drank the Kool-Aid? People are gullible. People want to believe in something. And maybe we're gullible in all this, and maybe this is just a crackpot shot, and it's our government just running around dropping spaceships everywhere and shit like that. But um, I would I would hope not. But that's the adventure of all this, to go and find, you know, is this really happening? You know, have you seen a white orb like that? I've never seen anything like that in my life. So... You know, it just keeps our imagination running. I mean, I get it, but I just feel like even nowadays, you know, it's possible to post something. Chupacabra. Chupacabras? And just be like, <laughs> you know, put it up there, build a, an anonymous website and release things. I mean, like, look at WikiLeaks. Look at all of, you know. You go to the dark web. Can we find anything on there? I mean, there's got to be an outlet Drugs. that if you wanted to Bodies. circumvent, you know, having mm-hmm. to have someone show up at your door and threaten your life (laughs) men in black (laughs) you know this okay so this phillips guy is pretty old right now. and how come they've never come and talked to ted phillips how come the men in black have never shown up at ted phillips store and been like is that one part of the story he forgot to mention well i couldn't find anything that he's ever been visited by anyone or been told not to well let me tell you that would that would play in so well maybe that's why he doesn't talk that's his next book Never put any evidence Always out there. getting old to write a book. Don't name witnesses and don't tell anyone that we came to see you. Okay, but that just blows your whole theory out of the weather with, like, uh, Travis Walton or, you know, Skinwalker. You yeah, had the no. farmers with their, that have their names. I wasn't serious. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he was being sarcastic. Sarcasm. <laughs> so that's our, I think that's pretty much what we got covered on this, this Marley Woods episode, you know. I... So the bottom line is, if you want to find out where it is, you can go right online and get the exact coordinates and go there for yourself. Don't trespass on people's land, but like Jeff said, you could stay back 500 feet from a property line, see if there's anything out there. Oh, wait. I don't want to tie... uh, Hold up, because I just found some notes here. uh, My intern just brought me some notes. Um, (laughs) It's a chupacabra. (laughs) So the, okay, so on Skin, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, we had, what, the smoking dog? Yes. Trench coats? Yes. Guys were leaving, and they come up, and the lights hit them, and then there's, you know, two dogs sitting there smoking. Okay, so there was a spotting. Um, there was uh, two creatures, about 100 feet, were walking through a cornfield. They walked slowly together. Um, the person in this is a, a male. He said that they weighed about 200 pounds apiece. He described these creatures as large, white, and dog-like dog-like. The only other time I've ever heard of dogs is uh, one in Ohio and the bigger ones. Um, the dire wolves. I was going to say that. Yeah, and Skinwalker. So, again, you, you, the story's so early on, but in 2008 also, you could see some copying going on. Um, his cattle were grabbed, you know. So, what are we seeing? Are we seeing copycat stuff with this? Are there any Pukwudgies? No, I didn't see that. Um, Are there any Wendangos? 
large white dogs were running around. Um, so like a husky? Laboratory animals, uh, a species of dog. They couldn't figure out what it was. They thought it was, uh, what's the biggest dog known to man? Um, uh, begins with an M. Malmute? Ma Mastiffs? Mastiffs. They thought that might have been that. But again, you got dog-like stories. <laughs> yeah, <I don't. laughs> what do you want? Something for nothing. There's dogs. There's dogs there. There's dogs. Now we got dogs involved. Big it's, dogs. But it's 2008. Go take your phone that's in your hand and take a picture. Take a picture of the damn dog. Get on a milk bone. I mean, 2008. Get on a milk bone. Go. Hey. Sit. <laughs> and sit. it'll sit. And it'll pose for a picture. Cheese, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe this story was created with enough stuff from other stories and twisted it up a little bit. Just enough to have potholes where you would go, well, it could be. Uh, maybe not. Like any other story, you know. Show us, show us some factual stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think, that'd be cool. I I just think we should just like. I'm giving it a thumbs sideways. I don't know. <laughs> sideways. sideways. Yeah, it's like I don't want to vote it down because yes, this could actually happen because there's been other things that have happened that make more sense. So Ted Phillips is getting up there in age, right? Can we interview him? I mean, everybody's saying that he's. He's getting up there. Yeah. And his memory's not, like, the best anymore. Do you think, like, after he passes, there'll be, like, this huge amount of information leaked out there? Pictures. It'll be, like, all of this stuff. He's got a will already, and it's, like, on the day of my death. Well, if that's the case, then we're going to have to do another episode on Marley Woods and <laughs> apologize to the state of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Missouri. Did he have, he had family, right? He had, I, I mean, did that stuff get left on? I mean, it would... What do you do in a case like this? What do you do in a case of if you're if you have no family or family doesn't want to touch you because you're the crazy uncle or the crazy dad, and you have all this shit compiled, and then you have to turn around? It's like, well, think about it. When I die, well, where's this going? Is it going to the government? It's going in the dumpsters where it's going. And then what? Look what I found. Yeah. You know, and then you know more stories. But you know, if I had that type of information, I would probably leave it to somebody like you guys, somebody that would carry on something to understand that but i just planted a seed so you know somebody's out there right now like yeah. oh, when that guy kicks the bucket <laughs> i'm gonna photoshop some crazy crap i'm gonna sit down by his house and, or say it was from him. and wait for this and once i hear word that he's croaked <laughs> i'm going in the house i want to see what he has it's probably got like little alien dummies in the corner and shit and big ha ha signs everywhere fooled you and he's probably worth a hundred bucks I mean, it's it's hard for me to understand why anyone would spend 30 years of their life doing something if there wasn't anything there. I mean, I find that hard to understand, too. But, again, like, I just feel like at this point... They're psychotic. If you're a researcher, where's your research? I mean, that's what he did for a living. Yeah. That was his job, and he, then all of a sudden he, it tripped tripped lines and he did other research he started in like this like the late 60s mm -hmm. he was researching some like moon shaft thing that was like what? supposedly there was some like part of a craft or something that had ended mm. up in the side of a mountain and he was like gonna go and go on this expedition to take it out of the side of the mountain and it just never came to fruition and the first time he went back with like funding and a team he couldn't even find the cave couldn't remember where it was couldn't relocate it yeah, and that that might go into his, the the theory of it's mine, 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 mine. Yeah, I mean, who knows? 
or he's full yeah. of crap. He might be full of crap. Hmm. But people are gullible. People are can be delusional. People can believe into something that's <laughs> not real and make it real in their heads, and they can carry this on and you know carry the flag for it. So maybe this is a case of it. But again, you know, you could reach us at Parababble Everything if you want to know more about this. Uh, yeah, if you Ted have Phillips. Any, if you have any information on Ted Phillips, I know we have a few listeners down south. Or if you are Ted Phillips. Teddy, if you're out there <laughs> listening to Parababble on an off minute, um, give <laughs> show us a call. Us, show us some photos. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll even take Photoshop photos at this point just to prove a point. Just anything. Yeah, if anyone wants to send us Photoshop photos, that'd be cool too. I don't care. Just send us something. Just send us something. We're at Parababble everywhere and parababblepodcast at gmail.com. Where, where, where can we listen to this? Uh, Spotify. That's good. I like Spotify. iTunes. iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher. Intune. What's that? Intune. That's one. That's another one. That's, we can get it on there, basically. So there's there's Probably. plenty of means to listen to <laughs> our fake show. It's like, oh, I don't like Spotify or iTunes. I'm going to use Intune instead. <laughs> That's for us Android. I heart radio. Yeah. (laughs) Our our uh, non-Apple carriers, me. (laughs) Sorry. But that's our our show for today. And, uh, again, it was Marley Woods. And, you know, feel free to write us in. I know, you know, we pick and choose when we're going to do our shows, you know, on schedules. But this one was a little more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I thought it might have been a dead end quick, but. It's a good discussion still. I mean, it's it's worth talking about for sure. You know, because we don't know exactly what's going on there. And I do think it's interesting that, you know, the whole location thing just happened kind of recently. So, mm-hmm. And it's south. There's Bridge you have up north and Skinwalker you have out west. I'm telling you, we need a map. We need a map and we got to start dropping our own pins in these places. Right. Seems like something so simple to do. I'll do it at work tomorrow. I'll set it up. Yes. I'll buy a map. Mm-hmm. I love I'll the initiative. The You're going to get the little pins with the red balls on the end? Sure. I got right, pins. Cool. Do we have like the clear the clear window like in the X Files where you can write on it and do like formulas? You can use my windows here. There okay, you go. Super. Oh, your neighbors are probably like, "What is going <laughs> yeah. on over there?" All of a sudden, you see tin foil going up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, about that. But again, we're Parabra Parababble, and um, and we're back. It's our new season, so sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want the, anyone out there listening that has any ideas on any more locations that are like these hotbeds yes. of areas that contain everything because the three that we have that's only what we touched on that we might know about but there's got to be other i would have to say there's more yeah we're always been looking for them that's what you're saying to all our listeners in australia maybe there's you know like one down under yeah Mm -hmm. so again (laughs) we're all over the place but you know what we mean this is how we do it (laughs) yeah so this is uh parababble uh signing off i guess right guys yeah all righty